Hello there, Millennium listeners. It's great to be back here. I've got a great sponsor with with us today. We uh, we are really focusing in on our solution providers who are really providing great technology for all of the Millennium members. And I've got a good one today. We have a company called Data Miner, real time AI for event and risk detection. To be talking today about cybersecurity and data miner, I'm very happy to welcome to the Millennium Live podcast, Data Miner's president of government. Dana Barnes. Dana, how you doing, bud? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me today. Of course. And so just to kick things off here on the podcast, uh, if you mind telling me a little bit about yourself. Um, I know you have got a, a rich uh, career history. I know you spent over 12 years at Microsoft. So what, you know, give us a little uh, background about you and what possibly drew you to Dana Miner. Yeah, no, happy to do so, Connor. Um I, as you said, came from Microsoft. I was at Microsoft for a little over 12 years. I actually moved from Microsoft to a company called Palo Alto Networks, a very large cybersecurity company in that space, probably known well by some of your listeners. Prior to that, uh, those two instances, I actually started my private sector career at IBM, where I supported uh, the federal government, did a lot of work at uh, the Census Bureau, uh, near and dear to my heart. And uh, obviously, before that, uh, I was in the Marine Corps. So uh, that time, very, very special to me. And that gives you a little bit of background. In terms of you know, what drew me to data miner, really, it's a combination of uh, what I would say is the people. So amazing people. It's focused on social good programs. It was key for me as well. Uh, and their solutions. Uh, it, the company really has an ability uh, to help people. You know, the technology really does good at the individual level and also from a government perspective. So the main product for public sector is First Alert, and it leverages AI to deliver real-time breaking news alerts, helping government agencies make critical decisions in a timely manner. So that drew me uh, to the company. First of all, that sounds like a great uh, background of yourself. Thanks for your service. And um just uh, I want to know on a beginner level about about the company itself and and what is data miner the the real uh, you know give us the the mission the real mission and a little bit of a history uh, on the company because I know it's it's recognized as one of the world's leading AI businesses. When you think about data miner, what you're really thinking about is a company that provides real time alert, uh, leveraging artificial intelligence and machine learning. Uh, it's tapping into well over 500,000 data sources uh, to do that. And when you kind of go back in the history, it really starts with our CEO, Ted Bailey. Um, that journey started well over a decade ago when Ted was in college. I mean, he studied the history of real-time information technologies while he was there, and he was fascinated by how these technologies uh, worked. You think about you know, the printing, printing press and the telegram and the radio and how they all changed society. You know, that was something he was really interested in. And so he started to focus on, you know, other technologies. And then in 2001, if you remember uh, on the Hudson, uh, excuse me, on uh, 9-11, uh, that tragedy happened. And despite the advances in real-time information technology over the centuries, um, there were gaps for the people in the towers from having accurate an accurate understanding of what had just happened. I mean, there was no technology really that delivered the critical 
information that people needed to know so they could get out of the building, save their lives. So, you know, Ted reinvigorated by that knowledge really started to look at how can we address this? So he found the data mine. Uh, he did it back in 2009, and he was really focused on creating the world's first real-time discovery platform that could detect critical, you know, breaking information from real-time public data. So if you think about publicly available data sources today, Twitter, uh, Instagram, TikTok, you know, in the old days, people listened to police scanners. Guess what? That's still real-time information. All of these different data sources. At that time, as he was looking at all these different data sources, he realized, hey, we can use this, these sources to provide those real-time alerts. So since 2009, there's been an explosion of public digital data that is uh, unparalleled, unparalleled excuse me, in human history uh, with millions and millions of digital platforms and IoT sensors creating all of these uh, data units. So now when events happen, we actually can see them. And what we really focus on is how do we deliver those events? So I don't think even Ted could have imagined back in 2009 that we'd be where we are today. But uh, you know, through his vision uh, and through his work with engineers, we, we built a platform that takes all of that data uh, and can turn it into real-time alerts and you know, kind of look at how you know what's real, what's not real, assess it, and push it to the people that need to know right away. Yeah, well, I I definitely want to talk about how the platform works in, in in more in depth and what's unique about it but just hitting on the history that's a that's a great history as as, as a new yorker I, I think about that sometimes too and and how people were so in the dark in in one compared to compared to where we are now it's crazy and and the fact of you know so you mentioned social media just probably around 09 just just really taking off so yeah. now that we're inundated with so much information these days you know what what makes the uh, data miner platform unique in that in the way it works well there are a lot of different tools out there you just mentioned that you know social media people are pushing out information all the time and the data comes through different platforms so you you think about video you think about text you think about voice and imagery so i think what makes data miner different is our ability really to be not single modality. And what I mean by single modality is, you know, if you only look at images or if you only look at video, we actually are a multimodal in our approach. We look at all of those things, image, video, sound, text. And, you know, because we've built our platform around that detecting global events, we're able to see a lot more. Like I said before, 500,000 plus data sources and growing. So that's also important. And when you think about the challenges that government has with managing, can they actually handle all that data? No, but, but we can. Um, with that, we leverage artificial intelligence. I think that helps us be a little bit different as well, because it's tough for a human being to manage all of that data on their own. But when you're leveraging artificial intelligence, you're lever leveraging machine learning, you can do more. And we do it by spanning natural language understanding. We leverage computer vision, sound and audio detection, anomaly detection, and machine-generated data stream. So over the years of research and experimentation, we've learned that in many cases, an event can only be detected accurately as early as possible by using those deep learning 
uh, that combines all of those modes. And that's the thing that makes us really unique. That's that's fascinating. So Dan, I want to switch gears a little, just a little bit and, uh, you know, just talk about how cybersecurity plays a role in all this. And, and uh, if you don't mind it, you know, talking a little bit how you have your personal background serves uh, serves you at data miner specifically in cybersecurity Connor my background at, at Palo Alto Networks I think is is key in that as they're one of the preeminent cybersecurity firms and I, I would say I learned more in in my time at Palo Alto Networks than I could have learned anywhere else about cybersecurity and all of the different facets of it it's it's actually very fascinating but my time at Microsoft, which you mentioned early on, you know, 12 years there, I can tell you Microsoft was so focused on cybersecurity because in their in their early years, people thought that their platforms were not secure. So much yeah. so, it got so <laughs> bad that uh, Bill Gates actually shut the company down for a period of time for a couple of days and said, we're not doing anything. We're not talking to any customers. We're going to solve this security thing right now and move forward with our approach and become the most secure platform on the planet. So. When you came to work there, and I came there just shortly after that happened, cybersecurity was first in mind about everything. And, and we learned a lot about that space. You know, take it up another level uh, to my time in Palo Alto, and you kind of get this complete understanding of cybersecurity, particularly in, in this modern world. You think, start thinking about things like zero trust uh, and, and those types of buzzwords that I'm sure uh, oh, yeah. folks have heard over and over. But as you know, the adoption of, of IoT and, and what we would call industrial uh, Internet of Things has led to an increasingly interconnected world when we think about the cyber and the physical. And because of that, that's expanded the attack space uh, and, you know, excuse me, the attack surface, and it's blurred the once kind of clear lines between cybersecurity and physical security. So you know, how, how does how does that manifest itself? So let's think about um, ransomware and how ransomware has been used to actually impact the physical world. It's not just a matter of asking for ransom to access data, but if you can't run your schools and kids can't go to school, that has a real impact on the physical world, not just, you know, the, the, the uh, cyberspace in that sense. Or if you can't monitor your pipeline, that flows oil. We saw this with Colonial Pipeline back, if you remember, just a bit right. uh, ago. How did that impact the East Coast relative to traffic and commerce and all of these physical things? And so, you know, my experience with the cyber world has helped me to understand the bridge between cybersecurity and physical security. And, you know, data miner kind of sits right in the middle of all of that. So, that has really helped me understand where we can focus. There's so many things out there that have happened in recent times. You know, Bendy Bear, Solar Winds, we're going to talk about Colonial Pipeline. So, you know, our role, data miners' role in cybersecurity is evolving just as that space is evolving. So, we're continuing to grow. So, we have some technologies that, that we leverage, but our public sector product, uh, First Alert, really does provide early detection of cyber threats. We, we engage uh, and pull data from the dark web so we can see what's happening, hacker communities, et cetera. So very, very important as we continue to to improve in that space and alert in that area. So yeah. I, I would say experience with, with Palo Alto was great and Microsoft as well. And I've been able to leverage the two. 
Oh, I bet. And that that is fascinating, Dana. And just to just to think about all that you have to think about on a daily basis is um, you know, it's 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 kind of hard to believe, but you know, there's so much there's just so much going on in this space, specifically cybersecurity. You know, we gotta think about it all the time. So what what types of organizations can can truly benefit and are currently benefiting from yeah. data miner. I, I know like there's there's so many sectors that you that data miner covers. So you know what are the top the top ones? Well, I mean, I would say you know first and foremost in my space, the public sector space, organizations that are dealing with disasters, natural. Think about FEMA in the U.S. dealing with natural mm. disasters on a regular basis. We just had uh, Hurricane Ian, uh, you know, and yeah. and those things, they really can benefit from leveraging uh, our technology. Uh, you also will see in cases where we have uh, non-governmental organizations, you know, the UN as an example, and some of the things that they, they do uh, around famine and other things globally, those are the type of organizations that really can benefit school systems. You know, that that is a case where, you know, those school systems can benefit um, all you gotta do is look at the news. You see some of the things that are happening in the world's unfortunate. Uvalde, uh, Sandy Hook. I could you know, go on and on. You know, yeah. And from that perspective, those school systems and and law enforcement that are trying to protect some of those young uh, kids in school. There's there's value there. Um, you know, and then the commercial side. I mean, we do have a commercial uh, business. That's not my specialty. But we do have a commercial side and we see news organizations leveraging the technology. You know, first to know the story is always important. Uh, and corporations that are trying to manage brand awareness. Uh, so there are, I, I would say there are a whole host of customers that can benefit uh, from from our capability that we bring to the table. You can you can honestly cover so much ground with you know when it comes to cybersecurity. There is there is everybody could be affected. And and the fact is, you, you mentioned uh, you know, first alert, and I want to know how do customers of data miners operationalize and, and mo most effectively utilize the mm -hmm. first alert platform in order to mitigate and manage risks? Because I would trust, <laughs> I think anybody could trust data miner in helping their their lives become easier, but how do they really? take action and, and manage these risks on a daily basis? It's a partnership between us and the customers. I think it's an opportunity for those customers to look at discovery. So, you know, what do you need to know? How soon do you need to know it? Um, you know, real-time event detection has to be tailored. So, you know, what FEMA is looking for in terms of uh, disasters, natural disasters, might be different than what a Ministry of Foreign Affairs is looking for in terms of maybe protecting diplomats overseas and knowing what's going on. So understanding what data is important, understanding when you need to know those things key, you, you drive a partnership. How do you contextualize that, that data so that it's uh, quickly accessible uh, from a decision-making perspective? You know, these are things that the customers, this is where we work with them and, 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 and drive that. Who you collaborate with, how do you 
What are the tools that enable your team to use this data? Uh, in some cases, we integrate into common operating picture systems so that everything is in a single screen so that they can make these decisions and what they want to do. At the end of the day, it comes down to use cases um, and, and how you do it. So we see a lot of activity in, in security operations centers or SOCs. Um, on the cyber side of the house, you may see a lot of activity uh, in the CIO shop with their, their CISO and, and those their cyber teams to just get a better picture of what's happening out there in the market. So you, you really want to operationalize it in terms of what do you do today to operate? How, how does information flow? And how can we leverage that information more consistently without having to go through a thousand sources and you know, speed is the name of the game, right? So how do you do this? Uh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Especially, you know, when it, when it comes to communication with some of these bigger organizations that, that directly impact the public sector. Yep. So let's um let's talk about the AI platform and how and, and you know how it's used for social good. I think you might have mentioned this before when you started Dana, but you know just how is Data Miner's AI platform being used for social good? Well, I mean, we really partner with a lot of different organizations uh, that are out there. I just mentioned the UN as an example. Uh, as they execute some of their humanitarian assistance missions. There are, are several non-governmental organizations that are out there that can benefit from uh, using the tool to, to help uh, people in, in need. Um, I think the key is, you know, again, how do you use something for good? I'll give you an example, and I won't tell you, I won't mention the name of the organization, but I'll, yeah, I'll of course. give you a case. Um, you know, as we were, as the U.S. was pulling out of Afghanistan, one of the organizations that we worked with was trying to help uh, young women and children also get out of, of Afghanistan, get to the airport and get out. And that particular uh, NGO uh, had first alert and uh, it was part of a partnership that we have with them. And they were able to literally in real time help women and children as they were moving through the streets uh, there avoid those key checkpoints where the people were being taken and not allowed to move so they could maneuver through the city and actually get to uh, the airport in real time. So the vehicles are moving and all of a sudden warning, you know, hey, if you as you continue on now, this particular road, which was safe, is not safe anymore. That's a wow. huge uh, value when you think about social good and what it can do for people. So, you know, during, during uh, Hurricane Ian, you know, the ability to know, you know, where um, stores are shutting down, where fuel is available or not available, you know, which roads are open and not open. As you can imagine, that can be a, an incredibly horrifying time. You're trying to navigate a hurricane, get out of town or, or, or what may be. So our work with some of these NGOs really helped facilitate um, communication and, and safety for, for people uh, as they're going through some of these challenging times. Well, that's fascinating. That really is. I, I'm, I've learned so much from just listening to you in this short time, Dana. Uh, so I, before I let you go, I just I want to know if there's anything else you might want to discuss or, or really 
as we like to do on these episodes, kind of just talk about the the future and where you see where you see data miner going as a company, but also in the cybersecurity cybersecurity world where 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 it's going. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Oh, thanks, Connor. I mean, I, as we as we go forward, this is, and I mentioned it earlier, kind of the convergence of the physical uh, and the cybersecurity worlds. They're becoming more and more intertwined, and I think you'll see us as a company continue to uh, evolve so that we can support uh, those areas. You know, really focusing on critical infrastructure. Uh, you will see us continue to focus heavily on social good. And, and supporting organizations that really are, are are excelling in those spaces. I think you'll see us continue to uh, add more data sources and be able to look at rich content to provide uh, alerting uh, to governments and organizations that, that need it. Um, and you'll see us focus on AI for good. You know, one of the things I always talk about is, you know, artificial intelligence is, is, is uh, yeah, there's there are a lot of different opinions about it out there in the world. You know, the robots are going to take over the world. But the reality, <laughs> the reality is, artificial intelligence can do a lot of good, as long as we, the people who who manage it and use it, focus on using it for good. And I think you'll see us continue to strive for leveraging AI for good, both in the cyber realm from a cybersecurity perspective, uh, as well as in the physical security space. So, you know, that's one of our corporate values. We really want to focus on that. Uh, but we're going to continue to grow and add more capability uh, year after year as we learn. Uh, good companies grow by learning. And, and you know, that's one of the things we do really well. That's so, that's, again, it's, it is fascinating to hear all the, all the just amazing work being done at Data Miner that, you know, it's really does. It sounds like it's uh, it's a, it's a solution like no other. So, talking about real-time insights, cybersecurity. I really want to thank Dana Barnes for joining the Millennium Live podcast today, president of government there at Data Miner. Thanks so much for telling us all about it. Thank you for having me, Connor.